What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Gold Leaf Lane here in lovely Garner, North North Carolina. Wait, where am I? Today is uh, is uh, Monday, September the 11th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is episode 926 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We have got another great show for you today. Joining us in less than 20 minutes uh, is our regular Monday guest. He's the Dean of ENC Sports Talk host, and he's also the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN. It is Mark Panicelli. We're going to talk, man, just messaging with him uh, as we were getting ready to come up on the air, and I'm like, man, we've got a lot to talk about. I may even, uh, let's let's see if I can blast through these uh, high school games and get through my monologue. And uh, we may need to get him up here earlier than uh, our usual 20 after in the first hour on Mondays because we've got NFL games. I mean, some to me, some shocking NFL games yesterday in the first week of the season. That's right. It's overreaction Monday here on the Brian Hanks show as we will <laughs> overreact to everything that happened in the NFL yesterday. Man, I hope you had a great day yesterday with that because I can tell you I did. But um, – we're going to talk about the first week of NFL games, the NASCAR championship race, ECU football, who, uh, by the way, struggling a little bit right now. Uh, did not expect uh, the – I'm not saying that I didn't expect them to lose to Marshall. In fact, I picked Marshall to win the game with the points and everything. But I, uh, I didn't expect it to be – the final score that it was, but we'll talk about all that. We may sneak some uh, high school sports in again. I don't know how we're going to have about 40 minutes with uh, Panicelli and I don't know how we're going to get in the 25 subjects that we need to in that time. Uh, That's our first hour, Mark Panicelli. Then in our second hour, thank you, Linda. And then in our second hour, we have uh, two great guests for you and they're both named Matt Uh, leading us off. is going to be a long time since we've had him on here. It's been uh, more, well, gosh, about three and a half years, in fact, since uh, we had our uh, first guest on in our second hour. It's Matt Present. He's the uh, former radio voice of the Down East Wood Ducks. You remember that? I think in our third and fourth season, if I'm correct. So 17 and 18 was Dominic Catronio, and then we had Matt Present in 2019. Of course, we lost our season in 2020 due to the pandemic. And uh, I believe that's why we had him on that last time on April 20th was we were hoping we were going to get some baseball in. And they ended up canceling a couple months later. He ended up going to uh, Appalachian State. He does basketball and football for uh, the Mountaineers. And that is who the uh, uh, ECU Pirates will be playing this Saturday up in Boone. So we're going to get a nice little scouting report from Matt 
and again, one of the just one of the great guys, man. Really enjoy uh, talking to Matt. And uh, it's just been too long, man. Three and a half years. Should have had him on uh, way before now. Uh, but uh, looking forward to that. That'll be our first guest in our second hour. And then another Matt is uh, the four-time state championship winning coach of those Parrot Academy Patriots uh, this past Friday night. They beat the dog stuffing. Is that a good way to say it, Shane Albee? They beat the uh, dog stuffing out of uh, Liberty Christian out of Richlands. And we talked to Coach Beeman about this on Friday that it was one of those situations where they essentially could name the score. And I guess what? Coach Beeman said, let's score 75. So <laughs> they scored 75. Shane and I were uh, messaging each other. Well, of course, we were at the uh, at our game of the week down at South Lenore. Oh, we'll get to that in a few moments here, too. Richlands at South Lenore. But uh, uh, I know uh, Shane, was, uh, Shane messaged me one time and said they had the JVs, and I believe that was early in the second half. So, uh, listen, we know, we know Matt Beeman very well. He's not going to run up the score on anybody. And that was a situation there. First year program at Liberty Christian, but we'll talk to uh, coach Beeman about that. Uh, probably about 20, 25 minutes into our second hour. And then uh, a very special birthday game too, uh, as we're going to be, Hey, it's a very special birthday game because it's our big boss man's birthday. Tony Denton, the uh, king of all ENC media. Uh, the, he is a great boss, man. Just a great guy, but he will, well, he's not going to be joining us. We're going to be honoring his birthday, but with it being September 11th also, uh, we'll, we'll get a little, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that with, uh, Panicelli when he joins us, but, uh, John, Jonathan and I, we're going to talk quite a bit about September 11th, where we were, uh, all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, we've had a couple of years since we've had a September 11th on the show with it falling on a Saturday and Sunday, the previous couple of years. So we've not really had an opportunity to talk about it. So, uh, John, Jonathan and I will, uh, will talk about, uh, 9-11 and where we were and our memories. And, uh, if there's one thing I just, you know, and I, and I, the neat thing was getting on Facebook this morning, early this morning, I've been up since about four forty-five this morning and, uh, just seeing what everybody was sharing about, uh, their thoughts about nine, 9-11 and, Never forget, and I'm glad, 22 years later, I cannot believe it's been 22 years since 9-11, and uh, we just don't need to forget. We need to remember all those heroes, all those firemen, all those policemen that gave their lives trying to save people in the World Trade Centers and at the Pentagon, and those heroes that were on the flight, Flight 93 that crashed in uh, Pennsylvania, that that plane was headed to Washington, D.C. Was it headed to the White House? Was it headed to... We don't know where it was headed to, but uh, they did a great job, and they were heroes too. I mean, just we guys, we can just never forget. Let's absolutely, positively, never forget what happened uh, 22 years ago. And as we're doing the show here at seven o'clock in the morning live, as we'll be ending our show, that's about the time when uh, the attacks happened. And uh, again, I just don't want us to never forget that. And John and Jonathan and I, we we spend a few minutes talking about that. And like I said, I will with Panicelli too here in a few moments. But that's right. You heard me correctly in the intro. I am live from Garner in, uh, in Paul. I'm by myself, though, in Paul Whittington's uh, awesome man cave as I'm looking around here. This has got to be – I feel like I'm in a sports museum. That, that's the neat thing about coming here to uh, Paul's place and doing the show from here, which we've done a few times. We've done it probably four or five times in the past. Uh, but as you remember, we talked about it on Friday. We talked about it with him on uh, on the show here on Friday. And then 
on uh, during the game too, uh, or in our uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Baby Watch 2023 for Paul and Samantha Whittington. And uh, Baby Watch ended on uh, Saturday as little uh, Levi Michael Whittington was born late, late Saturday night. In fact, he was almost a, he was born a September 9th baby. He was almost a September 10th baby as I think it was about 20 minutes until midnight is when he uh, made his way into the world. Uh, Mama and baby and dad are all doing well. And we're going to have more details. We'll have uh, uh, Paul on later on this week. We'll definitely have him on on Friday, hopefully. But maybe uh, he'll poke his head in here sometime later on this week. And we'll get some. Uh, well, we'll get you some details, okay? But I, we're, we're set, we'll save those for when uh, Samantha has cleared it. But uh, I was allowed to tell you that, yes, little Levi Michael was born uh, late night Saturday night, almost into Sunday morning. But, uh, man, just so happy. Uh, it, that's all I'm going to say. Got to visit with him a little bit yesterday with Paul and the baby and Samantha, and that is just a cute little child. I'm just glad it looks like Samantha, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> anyway, yes, Linda's going to kill me now for having said that because, of course, you know, she thinks her little boy is uh, the best-looking thing in the world, which I mean, he, he's a good-looking kid. Anyway, so uh, congratulations to Paul and Samantha. Congratulations, Linda. Uh, and, uh, Linda for becoming uh, a grandmother for the very first time. I know she's very excited about that. And, uh, if you see Linda out and about, be sure, give her a big hug. I know Pam Sheffield, you're very happy for her too, but, uh, first time grandma, Linda Whittington, and she's the hottest grandma that I know. <laughs> yes, she is. Okay. Um, uh, Listen, as a result, I want to, I got to give out a big thank you too. as a result of me being up here in Garner today, uh, we were, if you remember on Friday, I told you Catherine Pearson and Prudencio were going to be on today's show. They were going to do it live from my plush, well-lit, well-protected, uh, studio on Whitehall drive. However, uh, we've had to move them to tomorrow. Uh, I didn't think Catherine would want to drive all the way up here to Garner to, uh, do the show. So I do want to thank uh, them. We are moving them to tomorrow. They'll be in our second hour tomorrow. I will be back in Kinston tomorrow to do the show. But again, want to thank Catherine uh, Pearson and Prudencio for uh, for graciously allowing me to move uh, them to tomorrow with me being up here. Man, uh, we need to address this uh, very, just very, very, very awful news. Just simply awful news broke from North and North not long after we got off the air. On Friday, as it was announced that Hawks assistant football coach Tony Hill had uh, passed away overnight, uh, Thursday night into uh, Friday, and I, I don't know, I don't even know what to say. It's just uh, a terrible situation. Uh, I do want to thank uh, Nick Harvey, the assistant superintendent of schools for uh, Lenore County Schools, for uh, joining me for the pregame show, and we got some valuable information out there. Uh, now, North Lenore, they were scheduled to play at East Carteret Friday night, obviously. Obviously, with everything that happened and uh, just the school being in mourning on uh, Friday, they uh, decided to move the game. In fact, it will be played tonight at 7 o'clock on North Lenore at East Carteret. Got to tell you, uh, well, first off, I've like I said on the pregame show uh, Friday night, and I had Keith Spence and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith on there too, and we we talked a little bit about it. I, I'll admit I do not know I did not know uh, Tony Hill that well. I mean, I would say hello to him at games, you know, if I was on the sideline uh, before games, whatever, you know, we would, you know, 
fist bump or whatever, but I, I really didn't know uh, Coach Hill that well. But everything I have heard about him from uh, everybody, and I mean from everybody, has been just what a, a great guy he was. I know uh, Kim Brown uh, posted something up on Facebook about him, and everybody has. I don't want to leave anybody out. A lot of folks have, uh, done, have posted a lot of things about what a great man he was, about how much kids loved him over at North Lenore High School, and not just – uh, football players, but I mean, uh, students that were there. I know I just heard some just sad, sad stories about just, uh, just what an emotional place North and or was, uh, midday Friday. And then even into uh, Friday afternoon, uh, I, I think they handled it as well as they could over there at North and North. And I mean, I, I give them just incredible, incredible props. I know, like I said, having talked to, uh, Nick Harvey, they're going to have counselors there today, I guess, as we're, like I said, as we're getting started here in the 7 o'clock hour as we're live. If you're listening to this at 3, obviously, uh, school is almost out or it is already out. But uh, just so if you, you see any North and North kids around today, give them a big hug. I know it's been going on all weekend, too. And uh, just, again, just a sad situation. Uh, here, a couple of, uh, well, one, po- I don't know, you wouldn't call it a positive, but one thing I like is that, all of the North County public schools, uh, I mean, at North Lenore, at Kinston, at the elementary schools and the uh, middle schools, everybody is wearing uh, North Lenore colors, green and black today, to uh, to uh, honor the memory of uh, Coach Hill and just to show support for the uh, folks over at North Lenore High School. I hope you will, too. I know I'm going to. I mean, I don't really have anything packed, but when I get back to Kinston, I definitely will. But uh, just let's show support for our friends over in wheat swamp again i just i know or i don't know you know what it's a it's a hard time it's a terrible time when you think about these you know these 14 15 16 17 18 year old kids who you know this is gonna this is their first brush with something this tragic and i just feel bad for them so uh prayers up for all our friends over at north lenore high school and listen this is the only thing i'm going to say about this if you know someone that is struggling with anything right now. And I'm talking about not just Coach Hill's age, but kids, uh, teenagers, uh, 20-somethings, 30-somethings, any of them. Talk, talk to your friends. You know? know where your friends are. And I'm not talking about just physically where they are. Know where your friends are mentally, too. And uh, if there's a lesson that needs to be learned out of this, that's what we need to learn is just take care of your friends. Uh, take care of those who... Maybe you don't know everything that's going on with them, but just try to try to just find out what's going on and be a friend of them. And let's let's just not have another tragic situation like this because it's just it's just awful. It's awful. I mean, I don't know I don't know how those kids are going to play football tonight. I mean, someone that has been their coach. I mean, with all the coaching changes that have happened over at North Lenore over the past several years, head coaching situations. I mean. You've had Tony Hill. He's been one of the stalwarts. He's been one of the guys that have been there for those kids uh, as a teacher and as a coach. And uh, listen, just uh, hug your friends up, and uh, let's uh, let's not have another situation like this. But, uh, hey, good luck to the Hawks tonight as they'll travel to East Carteret. That's going to be, like I said, I, I can't imagine how tough it's going to be for them tonight, but uh, I wish I could make it down there for the game. I really do, just so I could show my support, too, to the Hawks. But, again, just uh, hug them up. Hug, hug those kids up over South and North. Show them you love them. And uh, let, let's let's make this day as good as we can for them, okay? 
Okay. Uh, a couple of things real quick. Uh, Fiesta LCC, it is coming up Saturday over at LCC. A lot of great things. We will talk to, in fact, that's we were going to talk to uh, Catherine Pearson and Prudencio about that today. Here on the show, uh, obviously, like I said, with us being up here in Garner, we've moved that to tomorrow. We'll also talk to her about the Little Mermaid that is going to be taking place uh, September 22nd through the 24th and then September 29th through October the 1st with my next-door neighbor's uh, beautiful daughter, uh, Holly Holder. She is Ariel, uh, the Little Mermaid. So uh, I know Linda and I are going to be out there for at least one of those shows, so very excited about that. Got to give some props, man. I saw the pictures of this. Of course, I was doing a game Friday night, but saw the pictures of – the gate honoring uh, Lenore County Sheriff Jackie Rogers and Kinston Police Department Chief Keith Goyette. Everything I read, everything I saw, it was just a big hit. Here's what is neat, too, man. You know, we had Rick Vernon on here last week talking about uh, what was going to happen Saturday night. And it was just, it was incredible uh, from the pictures I saw. They presented uh, the sheriff and they presented uh, Keith Goyette of, uh, of the Kinston Police Department. They, uh, uh, presented them with their own records, with their own, I, I don't know if they were gold records, but uh, framed records with their name on it, uh, honoring them. And I just thought that was really cool. I mean, you talk about, I guarantee you, I mean, I, I know I've gotten to know the sheriff a little bit over the last, what, year or so. And uh, Chief Goyette, I bet you they didn't have anything. like they've, they've got all kinds of awards and, you know, and all that kind of stuff in their uh in their homes. I bet you they don't have a gold record that has their name on it. And I thought that was pretty cool. So Rick Vernon, man, always does everything first class as does the gate. So I know they raised a lot of money for the gate with that. And I hope, uh, like, like, like I said, I just, I wish I could have been there. Uh, we were up here in, uh, I didn't even go to the ECU game uh, Saturday night because we got the, the call that, uh, that Samantha had been taken to the hospital that her water had broken all that. So, we ended up coming up here, uh, but, I mean, no regrets whatsoever, obviously. I just I, I hate that I, I missed that, but I know. Uh, congratulations to Sheriff Rogers and Chief Goyette for that event on Saturday, on Saturday night. Okay, uh, before we get Panicelli up here, let's talk a little bit about these high school games that took place. i tell you what, before we do that, let me thank uh, our good friends over at Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And, uh, again, Richie Honeycutt, we love you. Uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, thank you. Uh, just all the folks, and, again, I can't wait to spend some time with my friend Catherine Pearson tomorrow uh, as we will be talking about all the great things that are going on out at LCC. Again, and to all our uh, day one sponsors, LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco, Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Rendell Parrot Academy, Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of them. And then all our other sponsors, too. Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, the Down East Wood Ducks. Did I say Mills International? Yes, I said Mills International. Uh, Thank you so much to all those sponsors for uh, not just sponsoring us here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning, 
but also on uh, on our Friday night football coverage, on our weekly basketball coverage. Cannot thank uh, all those sponsors enough. They are incredible. They are awesome. Hey, uh, let's quick hit these scores from Friday night before we get Panicelli up here on the line with us. And, uh, man, our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, uh, not much of a game uh, Friday night as Richlands just took it to South North, 48 to nothing. Guys, it was 12 to nothing, Richlands, uh, before, in two minutes. In the first, in fact, Richlands had two offensive plays, both of them uh, within the, uh, like the 19-yard line or so, and Richlands scored on both their opening plays. And uh, went ahead 12 to nothing. They were up 12 to nothing before you could even blink, before all the fans were even in their seats. And it just uh, it went downhill from there. I got to tell you, uh, South and North, they, they're so young. They're just so, so, so young. I saw some bright moments, so I will talk about that as we go later in the week. But, uh, again, 48 to nothing. Uh, it's tied for the biggest loss for the Blue Devils in their 54 or uh, in their 52-game history against Richlands. It tied uh, the 48 to nothing loss that uh, they had a few years ago against Richlands. Uh Richlands now leads this overall series 34 to 18. So uh, South and North, they will move on now to take on Kinston this week. And Kinston lost on Friday, was shocked by this score. Uh, I know Scott Whittington was there, talked to him a little bit about the game, just said it was almost a situation of what uh, uh, Clemson had, what, last week against Duke. Kinston, statistically, Kinston led pretty much in all categories. They would get down within the 20-yard line and just couldn't punch it in. Just uh, So don't be fooled by the score. Yes, they lost. The Vikings lost to Washington. But uh, just one of those situations, kind of like like I said, with what Clemson did against Duke last week. I mean, they lose 28-7 to to Duke. But statistically, they led 200 yards rushing, 200 yards receiving, and or uh, 200 yards rushing, 200 yards passing, and they couldn't uh, just couldn't punch it in. That's kind of the, from what I understand, that was a deal with Kinston on Friday night too. So uh, tough loss for the Vikings. They fall to two and two, and they are now eight and thirteen all time versus a Pam Pack. How about had the good news from uh, Friday night though, with everything else that was going on? Uh, Parrot Academy, no trouble whatsoever with Richlands Liberty Christian. They beat them seventy five to twelve. That's where you heard that right. Seventy five to twelve. It was a third largest win. In Parrot Academy history, only behind uh, a win against Sharpsburg New Academy in uh, in 2000, a game that uh, Parrot Academy won 78 to six. That was a 72 point win. And then uh, six years ago, uh, Parrot Academy beat Cary Christian 66 to nothing. So the third biggest win in uh, Parrot Academy history is a fourth best point outage for uh, for Parrot Academy as they scored 75 points. Uh, it just uh, an incredible, incredible effort for uh, Matt Beeman and Arundel Parrot Academy, and we will talk. We'll go more in depth with that. In fact, it was the fourth most points ever scored in uh, Parrot Academy history, only behind 88, which is scored in 2014 and 2017. And then, of course, at 78, we just talked about a few minutes ago against Sharpsburg New Academy back in 2000. But like I said, we'll talk to uh, Coach Matt Beeman about that in our second hour. So excited about that. Man, a pretty bad situation at Green Central <coughs> last or uh, Friday night. Eastern Wayne, bad on the field, off the field, everything. Eastern Wayne defeats Green Central 53-26. to The Rams fall to 1-3. Eastern Wayne wins their first game of the season. And according to a report from uh, Trey Scott of News News Sports, 
The game was called before the fourth quarter could even begin due to fights and near fights on the field, off the field, and uh, I don't remember seeing that in a long time where a game is called in the fourth quarter before a fourth quarter can even start because of all the fights going on. So uh, Green Central loses their third straight in a row uh, and, again, uh, fall to one and three. Uh, another one of the great stories, though, uh, Aiden Grifton. How about them? 21-12, to 12, they beat Pamlico County. They are now 3-1 and one under Paul Cornwell. <coughs> Listen, the Hurricanes, they were 0-3 coming in there, 0-4 now. But let me tell you something. It's almost like Wes Craven being 1-3, uh, and, and we're going to talk about them here in just a moment. They are much better than 0-4. They've had a killer schedule, Pamlico County has. So a great, great win there for Aiden Grifton. Jones Sr. was off Friday night. As we said, North and North didn't play. They'll be at East Carteret tonight. And uh, let's tell you this week's game. Our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week is going to be South Lenore at, uh, at Kinston. That game will begin at 7 o'clock. And uh, pregame will be at, uh, at 5 o'clock. The Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show right here on 960betonthebull.com. You'll be able to hear that. And then uh, with myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, Keith Spence. I don't think that uh, Paul will be back yet by that time, but we'll see. But, again, South Lenore at Kenston. Our other games, that'll be Friday night. Parrot Academy, uh, who is 2-1 overall now, will be traveling to Rocky Mount Academy for a conference game. Uh, Rocky Mount Academy is 2-2. Two two. North Pitt will travel to uh, Green Central. Uh, North Pitt's 3-0. Green Central's 1-3. Uh, Mark Panicelli High School. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. West Craven High School will travel to Aiden Grifton. Uh, West Craven is one and three. Aiden Grifton is three and one. Uh, Jones Senior is zero uh, and three. They'll be traveling to Lakewood, who is three and one. And then uh, North and North will be off on Friday night. And uh, again, we've said it all season. Bethel Christian. They don't begin their season until September 22nd. So they've only got one more week of no football, and then they'll begin their season uh, next Friday, a week from Friday at home versus Wilson Community Christian and joining us. Goodness gracious, I had I, I can't believe I went that long with my monologue and getting everybody caught up on everything, Mark Panicelli, but joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, our friend Mark Panicelli, and goodness gracious, dude, I don't know how we're going to, we are going to try to shove uh, probably two hours, three hours worth of information in 34 minutes, dude. I don't know how in the hell we're going to do that, but we're going to, though, right? We're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> we definitely. Uh, happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's been kind of a tough weekend around here. I guess you heard about the, the teacher and the coach at North Lenore that, uh, mm. you know, that passed away uh, Thursday yeah. night, early Friday morning. And it's just been, uh, it's been an emotional, uh, it's been an emotional weekend. I mean, just watching, you know, kids and teachers and uh, coaches react to that throughout Lenore County over the weekend. It's just been uh, it's been a tough one getting there, but it's also been a positive weekend. I don't know if you know or not. I am live from Garner. Baby Watch 2023 is officially over as uh, little Levi Michael Whittington was born late night Saturday night. So we got good news, we've got bad news, and I think uh, man, how about that? That uh, our how about that? That our boy uh, Paul Whittington has joined your ranks of fatherhood. Yes, congratulations to Paul and 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 Samantha and and uh, hello uh, Levi. Welcome to <laughs> you. Come in as the Pirates lose, but the Ravens win. So everything worked out uh, uh, on the on the back end of that little Levi. But really, congratulations and 
glad to hear again that every uh, mom and babe and baby are doing fine. And uh, so uh, definitely good to hear uh, that good news. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, we were wondering, so, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> Paul was stressing about that, uh, you know, making sure my, my favorite quote of his was, and I, and on, on my, I heard him on your show, but he, <laughs> on my show, he literally said, I don't know if you know this, Mark, but uh, I've checked, but the hospital does not have the Sunday ticket. And it was absolutely the <laughs> quote of the week uh, for me. Uh, but uh, like I said, good. It, it, it's really good to hear. And again, to circle back around my, you know, again, um, you know, my prayers are out to um, all the, you know, just, I mean, the entire North Lenore uh, family and community. That's just, uh, uh, like I said, just really tough way to start the weekend without question to hear that news. But uh, for for sure, like I said, you talked about the the range of emotion, but there certainly was, uh, and that would include certainly, um, as you said, uh, everything that's gone on with Thorfinn North. Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you. And I know, like I said, just the uh, love and support and everything has just been pouring in everywhere. In fact. All the schools in Lenora County Public Schools today, they are wearing uh, Hawks colors today. They're wearing uh, green and black today to uh, honor the memory of Coach Hill. And, and more as much of that as to show support for the students and teachers and coaches and everybody over at North Lenore. So, yeah, uh, yeah just, just an awful, dude, just an awful, awful, awful situation. But, uh, dude, I don't even know where to go. We've got so many things to talk about. I mean, we've got – I, I think we're going to have to talk about the NFL first, man. I'm sorry, dude. I mean – it was uh it don't was, apologize yeah you're right you're right i don't know why i'm apologizing man because there were some fun games yesterday how about you know i get back on board with the commanders and guess what they come yeah. up with a big win yesterday and i've got if you will allow me a moment here mark i've got to brag on myself because uh what did i say on your very show on our home and home on wednesday i said i said washington will win but arizona's mm-hmm. going to cover do you remember me saying those words I do. Um, I do. Um, <laughs> hold on. Hold on one second. Okay. Uh, yes. Is this the auto financing for sports people company? Yes. I'm going to need an extension on my car payment this week because I listened to some guy who said, take Carolina uh, in, the, in the minus 18 uh, and bet my car payment money. You're lucky that my mortgage payment was on the over you told me to pick in that game. <laughs> but I do remember. I do remember Washington being your uh, uh, your pick, but that that the Cardinals would cover. I'm the, I was on the other end of that, so uh, that was my uh, my loss from the NFL weekend. Um, I do have our updated standings. If you'd like I me to, I would love uh, to hear. Oh Lord, uh, how bad uh, are you beating me? Uh, no, not too bad. We both went two and two in the college uh, schedule this weekend. Um, you took Marshall. Uh, and I took ECU, and that worked out well for you. We both took Notre Dame, and that turned out okay. We both took North Carolina, uh, not so good. Uh, you took Bama, and I took Texas. So a good call uh, on that, by the way, dude. And I thought about you when uh, when that game was uh, when I was watching that game Saturday night too, dude. And a good call on that, dude, because I would not in a hundred years have thought that Texas would go to Alabama. And and beat Alabama in uh, where where is Alabama? It's in I don't know why I wanted to say Murfreesboro, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Where the hell is Murfreesboro? Murfreesboro. 
That's Western it's Carolina. It's been a weekend right? for you. Yeah, dude, it's been a weekend. Yes, it I'm is. Telling you. It is definitely. And Alabama is not there. Similar, uh, <laughs> but not the same. Similar. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I, I will, let's go back to the Carolina Appalachian State. Speaking okay. of which, for folks who are just joining us, we will have the radio voice of uh, Appalachian State Mountaineers, Matt Present. He will be joining us uh, as we kick off our second hour here on the show today. But. Uh, how does that here answer this one for me and you've been we we're men of a certain generation we've both been fans mm-hmm. for a long time and covered sports forever how in the world do you barely beat gardner webb which essentially is what they did they trailed against gardner webb i think in the second half of that game and then you take carolina i mean you go to chapel hill and you take you take carolina i mean to double overtime mark how, I, I just don't get football dude i just don't get it <laughs> no it's look it's it's the it's the one thing about sports that is so fun is one any given day there's a game or a race you just don't know what's going to happen and that's why we watch it's the, it's the to me it's 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 been our our the, the original reality show since you know whenever since pre-roman coliseum but that being said the the weekend uh, was crazy. I mean, you talk about the trying to figure out how football doesn't make sense. I mean, Albany and Marshall, and then and then ECU, and we haven't even started to talk about that. And all I can say is what I've learned over the years is, especially when it comes to uh, you know football or, or well specifically football is, you know, we talk about transitive properties. That's that's when you take. Well, how in the world does this yep. Gardner Webb thing, blah blah blah? Well, it doesn't work because it, every time you play, uh, it, it's a different matchup. And so, for whatever reason, uh, Appalachian State these last two years has matched up so well against North Carolina. What's imp- more impressive is I, I had literally drink uh, the Kool Aid on this idea that. M- somehow UNC's defense had gotten better as well as they look <laughs> against South Carolina. That's like, oh, no, that's the defense I remember in Chapel Hill. Thank you, Gene Chizik. That's, that's the thing. So I don't know uh, what it is, but for whatever reason, Appalachian State has been able to match up extremely well uh, against North Carolina. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, the in-state thing. I feel like – and I don't know about you, but how weird it was to watch um, to watch you know App State fight hard. Your uh, your Forty ers I don't know if you watched that. They fought hard against Maryland for a yep. little while. Yep. Um, and you know, I feel like that's the spirit of pirate football that we are not feeling. Obviously, this year after this tough start to to lose to Marshall. But um, I was talking to a friend about this over the weekend about how right now it feels like if you look at the trajectory, like if this was a flow chart, that it feels like ECU for years was that team, like the, the, the smaller college that you didn't want to play if you were North Carolina or NC State or one of these other you know ACC schools. And over the last 15 years, it has gone from where ECU was undoubtedly that team to App State's had a couple of big wins, the Michigan and the Texas A&M win last year. And now you look at how they're playing against North Carolina. And, again, this is a premature kind of statement. But do you feel like that momentum 
that sort of the big underdog in our state is starting to be App State instead of East Carolina. Where, as I said, for years I felt like East Carolina was that, you know, the the little brother who you did not want to have to play. But that being said, it feels like it's App State now. And I know I went off on a tangent on no, that. But, no, no, uh, no, no, it's fine. But my I'm trying to tie all these things together, <laughs> we have a million things to talk about. So I'm I'm gonna blame it on me trying to condense everything into one talk. No, it's fine. The only thing with the App State thing, and when they defeated Michigan, they were a one double A program, whatever you want to call it, FCS one double A. They were a division below. I would have to agree with you that since Appalachian has gone to Division One, that that they are. I mean, they are the team you don't want to play. I got to tell you, and as much as we love ECU, and let me say this before someone takes this and runs to the folks over in Greenville and says, oh, Brian Hanks talking junk about you. Listen, ECU, what, what have they shown us in the last few years? I mean, I think that Mike Houston has done a pretty good job coming in, but I mean – I keep thinking – I don't know about you. I want to ask you this, Mark. I keep thinking of Mike Houston as like a first-year coach or a second-year coach. It's anything but. He is in his fifth season now as a head football yeah. coach of ECU. I mean, this is a team that should be that should be established now. And I'm not saying going 10-2 and two and winning national championships, but, I mean, they shouldn't be 0-2 right now and losing at home to a middling Marshall program. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and now yeah. I I was shocked. Uh, Scott showed me yesterday uh, that uh, App State are eight-point favorites. How in the yeah. world are they only – no, Mark, this is – okay, this is my question. Too. How are they only eight-point <laughs> favorites when I would – talk about betting anything, I would have thought they would have been 10, 11, 12-point favorites. I would have thought 10 at the very minimum. Uh, mm-hmm. But only eight-point favorites, I don't know. I guess that's showing respect to ECU – but uh, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I am worried about this weekend, dude. I really am with the Pirates going up to uh, to Boone. I, I think this is going to be a – who's it a bigger game for? I think it's as big a game or bigger for App State than it is even for ECU because they're coming off that tough double overtime loss to Carolina, and I think that they are going to – they're going to feel like they have something to prove against an in-state rival. Your thoughts? Man, who's it bigger for? I mean – yeah. And this is, you know, coaches who all the time don't, they hate talking about this because they're always like, oh, they're all big games, you know, because, and, and, and they are, I, yes, especially in college football, where every week, every game, it feels like the weight and the, of the, uh, the, the pressure gets that much more intense. And I agree, you know, if you're at state, I mean, this would be a big hit for you after, again, you, 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 fall short against North Carolina, you you escape against Gardner-Webb, but, I mean, if you're Mike Houston, there's no way. I mean, you cannot start 0-3 on the season. And, look, even if they do, I mean, I guess the most positive Pirate fan will try to spin and say, well, look, the conference schedule is still there. Uh, yeah, because it was kind of a tough weekend for the American Athletic Conference, too, and you look at some of the other scores. But, uh, look, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm a little surprised. I think the thing that really surprises me most with East Carolina this year is is not seeing any offense, and that that's the real question. Because it felt like even in the tough Scotty Montgomery years, they were able to have some offense to be able to pass the football, to be able to move the football. And 
right now with this team, I mean, that's one of the bigger issues. It's just their consistency on offense, which just, you know, is not there. Um, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm totally bewildered by by East Carolina, uh, uh, totally. So, I I don't know. I'm, I'm And I tried to be reserved because I thought all weekend, I was like, man, I can't go guns blazing <laughs> on Monday. Like, oh, burn it down! Yeah. You know, I was thinking as I was leaving, and um, I'm not going to mention. There's uh, one of our uh, friends over in Greenville, and in, in the in our in, our, in the radio industry does this show where people call in. <laughs> and God bless, I would never want to do that show. I think that would be the most horrific way to spend <laughs> your evening, especially when you have to take calls like you do after that performance against Marshall. And you know, as I said, I was driving out, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, how bad is this? Do I show up on Monday and go? I don't know if Greenwood was on fire, but I could surely smell the gas as I was leaving town. And, I, again, I don't want to overreact or panic, but it is week two. And so we can keep saying this every Monday, but until we come back on a Monday and we've got something to feel good about, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be tougher and tougher to, for me to keep spinning the, hey, nobody panic. You know, it's like, Nothing to see here. It's like the end of Naked Gun with the fireworks going yeah, off in the yeah. end. You know, big explosion. Nothing to see here. Everybody just step away. That being said, I like it, it was tough. I, I was and, and still am just scratching my head over East Carolina's uh, performance in, in week two. Much And again, I, I, I raced week one. Well, you know, it's Michigan. Just throw that away. But now – well, you know, now I, I can't just throw it away, right? I can't just I can't just erase it from my from my memory. Well, the worst part about it, as a fan, I was supposed to go to the game, but obviously, you know, we were up here uh, with uh, Paul and Sam and Linda and all that. But the worst part about it was the first, you know, with all the lightning delays and you know the yeah. bad weather and all that, we didn't get a chance. I can't I don't I can't speak for you down in. Uh, in down east in eastern North Carolina, but I can tell you up here in the Triangle. Uh, it was not on TV. The second half wasn't. I mean, we got to watch the first half, and then the second half, uh, it just went to uh, uh, the app, to the ESPN Plus app. So, you yeah. know, I tried to watch a little bit of it there, but I remember seeing the score at the end of three quarters. <laughs> ECU's up 13-10. to 10. I'm like, man, this is good. This is exactly what they need yeah. to do. And then the next time I saw it, it was like a couple minutes left in the game, and it was 31-13. to 13. I'm like, what in the world happened? So did you watch the game? Well, yeah, I mean, I was there. Oh, uh, you were there. I was, and, duh, and, you were covering it. Well, what happened then? And, okay, what happened in the fourth quarter then, Mark? Uh, well, you know, the 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 proverbial bad, stinky stuff hit the fan. And uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. The bad, stinky stuff hit the fan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to keep it family-oriented yeah. here. Uh, or, well, that, well, yeah. Anyways, I, I, I don't know. I can – I'm with you. It, it, it appeared as yeah. if – um, now, and, and I'm saying that, only saying that to say, yeah, ECU was leading after a little while, but it still felt a little weird. Like, it's like, Ugh. like they're, they're there, but it wasn't pretty, you know? And, and look, when you're trying to win a game, you're not really worried about style points per se, and, and especially the way it turned out. I mean, you certainly now thinking about it like, wow, I was worried about it not looking good, and it, and then it really didn't look good. Yeah. But was I seeing it? Like I said, was the were that were those optics 
the precursor to, to uh, well, what did you expect? As as poorly uh, or as poor as it looked, it, it just sort of fed itself into that to uh, to think that, you know, because it's not as if, as you said, it was a lengthy delay. Um, there was some time that wasn't as if right off the bat as soon as we the the teams took the field after the weather delay that all that you know everything went crazy. Um, it was just sort of an evolution part of the game. I I felt that the part about the storm I will say, and this has nothing to do with the football on the field, because last week, as you well know, I was talking about pirate fans showing up, and uh, there was a pretty decent crowd. Most of the lower bowl was full, so I, I can't remember. I think it was right under maybe forty thousand or whatever that were there. And so that part was good because, as I said, I was a little, little hard on, you know, the ECU Pirate no-show fan. Uh, but, you know, obviously the storm filtered that out. Yeah. You know, something like that, you're going you're gonna to get a lot of people that just take that opportunity, you know, to bail out. And uh, so, and it was like that. Like, this whole weekend was like that. But, again, let's not – I don't want to get too far away. I don't know. But I, I, what's going on with East Carolina? But I, I, I know that heading into this App State game, win or lose, I mean, and again, I think win is imperative uh, at this point. I mean, you're going to stress that. But, man, we cannot be coming here. On, the, the other part of this is if you think it would be bad to come in here and 0-3 ECU team next week when we're talking, how bad is it going to be to be 0-3? And, and if App State, the final score is something similar to this where it's, uh, you know, Several scores difference gap between the two teams. I think that's going to be even more disheartening uh, as far as that goes if this ECU team cannot figure out a way to put points on the board. I mean, two games in, and we're what, 13 points? Wow. That's not going to win a lot of football games at any level anywhere. You're right about that. I got to uh, throw some love out here to Jason Bryant. He Now, bearing in mind that I only saw the first half of the game, so I wasn't that impressed with Marshall, but he messaged me while we're talking here and said – he thinks by the end of the season, Marshall's going to be on the verge of being a top 25 team. I mean, you saw him with your own eyeballs there, Dowdy Ficklin. Your thoughts? I Yeah. I, I mean, maybe. Okay. I, I mean, I, I could see that. And, I'm, and that's the reason why, as I was saying over, you know, when I was thinking about it over the weekend is, you know, before I show up on Monday and try to burn <laughs> everything down, it's like, what am I? What have I really seen? Have I seen ECU play two really good teams? Because I think that's certainly possible. I mean, you go back to last year. Remember, this Marshall team beat Notre Dame last year. Yep, yep. Notre Dame last year. So it's not as if this is necessarily a bad team. And then I had heard a lot of the talk about, you know, we focused on that score that Marshall had against Albany. But, you know, again, a, a lot of Pirate coaches talked about the fact that probably didn't see the full Marshall in that game anyway. Why play uh, your entire playbook or, or show too much with East Carolina uh, coming up the following week? Again, who knows? That's something for us to sort of put the asterisks by and move on, as I said. But uh, football's a week-to-week thing, and, you know, I, we could use that later, sure. If, if, we're, if we're here and ECU's, you know, seven and four, and they've, you know, clinched that bowl berth. And we look back and Marshall's a top 25 team and Michigan's what we think they are. Well, then we look back on this and go, you know what? Okay, it was a tough schedule. And, I mean, you could say that for App State. Look how they played against North Carolina over the weekend. But I can still tell you, you're gonna, you, it's going to be hard to keep 
the panic down uh, next week if it yeah. at least doesn't look more competitive. Like I said, uh, 0-3 is going to be bad, there's no doubt. But if it's 0-3 and, and it's a spanking, um, then – and I appreciate what Jason's doing. And I've tried to think that too is maybe we've just seen ECU play two of the best teams, two of the top 25 teams in the country. And that's tough, but maybe – you know, again, that's that's to be determined a little bit later. But I'm definitely worried. And I think every Pirate fan would have a right to be worried. That, okay, fine, don't hit the panic button, but be worried. You should yeah. be worried. Well, I'll say this. Uh, having seen uh, – I watched a lot of that Gardner-Webb Appalachian game a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was. Uh, and I got to tell you, dude, if they're 0-3 and they're coming home and Gardner-Webb, this is going to be Gardner-Webb Super Bowl, kind of like it was when they uh, went to Boone to take on Appalachian State. Dude, Gardner-Webb's not a bad team. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say that real loud, but, dude, they're not. Gar- <laughs> Seriously, Gardner-Webb right. is not a bad team. And I'm not saying they're world beaters and they're going to win. They're an FCS team. They're not going to win the FCS championship this year, but you don't think, I mean, as big as that game was for them a couple of weeks ago in Boone. Right. I, you know, and they gave they gave App everything they could handle, everything they could handle. Man, if ECU comes in with their shoulders dropped, and like you said, if it's let's say thirty five to ten or something like that that they lose up in uh, in Boone, <coughs> do not think that Gardner Webb is going to be a rollover because they're FCS. Listen, Gardner Webb, I, I'm familiar, I covered that program for years and years when I was in Western North Carolina. There's a lot of pride there. And anyway, listen, we've got a, we've got 10 minutes left. Uh, and we've got to talk NFL, dude. <laughs> any, any, I know, dude. I know. I, it, our time just goes by so incredibly quick. Okay. There were a lot of surprising results to me from, uh, from yesterday. To me, the, mm-hmm. the biggest one came in late night last night as freaking Dallas. Dallas beats uh, mm-hmm. the Giants in New York 40 to nothing last night, dude. And now I'll, I'll, in the interest interest of full disclosure, I only watched it up till halftime. But I mean, it was twenty six nothing at halftime. I mean, you knew where that game was going. I gotta admit, dude, I did not see. I mean that de- that defense for Dallas. I mean, we know Michael Parsons is amazing. I can't wait to talk to uh, Richard Clark about him tomorrow. With Richard being such a big Cowboys fan, but it's not just Michael Parsons on that Dallas defense, is it? <laughs> No, they're they're, look, they're good, and they first two scores were defense and special teams. So, yeah, I mean, uh, they 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 were very impressive uh, in the opener. And I is it now eleven in a row that Dallas has won against the Giants? So I think <laughs> yes. you've got to put that on the uh, in, in the in the discussion as well. Um, you know, it is week one. And I'm going to love the overreaction. <laughs> and if you work with a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're going to have to, hey, today's your day. Enjoy it. Um, so, you know, but it was a very impressive performance, uh, you know, without question. And, and Brian, think about it. Would you like to think about a world where Dallas Cowboy fan has ammunition to be Dallas Cowboy fan? Oh, dear God. Get those, dude, dude, get those words out of your mouth, man. If I had some soap right here or some soap and I was near you, I'd stick a bar of soap in your mouth, man. Take it. Oh, ugh. God, please no. Okay. Uh, dude, like I said, some, another shocking result to me yesterday. Everybody's sexy pick to win. Uh, I, I was going to say win the AFC, but I've heard a lot of people. I know Bill Simmons had the Cincinnati Bengals winning. 
uh, the the Ooh. Super Bowl this year. And yes, I know there were some injuries. And again, it, hey, it's the first week of the season. By God, Mark Panicelli, we're allowed to overreact, right? So I'm overreacting. Sure. What in the world? The Browns beat the Bengals twenty-four to three. Uh, Joe Burrow, and again, I know he's coming back from injury. I know he didn't play any in the preseason, yada, 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 but I did not expect a 20. And I wouldn't even have been that surprised if Cleveland comes away with a, uh, help me here, 23-20 or something like that. But for them to just dominate the Bengals the way they did, mm-hmm. that opened my eyes a little bit, Mark. Well, let me also go back. We talk about divisions like Dallas owning the Giants right now. Uh, Joe Burrow has only beaten the Browns once, I believe, since he's been a Cincinnati Bengal. They just seem to to own him. And I think that was the biggest home opening win since the Cleveland Browns were actually the now Baltimore Ravens, and it was the home opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers when they were in the AFC Central. I think you'd have to go back to 1989 or something like that to have uh, – the most the most and I have to tread lightly on this because as you well know I am dearly close to someone who's a Bengals (laughs) fan who did not have a good weekend you know uh, sports wise for his for her teams Uh, but that being said it is week one uh, but boy Joe Burrow after days after signing the richest contract in the history of professional football um, and but he took ownership of it, and he said, you know, look, I, I wasn't here for training camp. I, lo- I looked like a quarterback who wasn't here for training camp, and they're going to have to do better, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, you want to talk about overreaction? Uh, I think a lot of people definitely look at that and go, oh my gosh, what are the Bengals going to do now? Um, and it doesn't get any easier because I believe they got the Ravens coming up here in week two, so it's. Uh, they've got to figure out these, I mean, these offensive problems uh, very, very quickly. But I, I think that was probably, yeah, one of the biggest shockers yesterday was to see not only the Bengals lose, but to see them and Joe Burrow just to have probably one of his worst performances as a professional. It was crazy. Uh, another one, this is, to me, the last one that was just shocking from yesterday was uh, the 49ers, am I shocked that the 49ers won? No. I mean, a lot of people are considering them Super Bowl favorites too. I mean, San Francisco, they are just loaded. They've got a great defense, obviously. They've got a, a great offense. Brock Purdy, it's turning out, I think I think he's a pretty good quarterback, Mark. I don't know if you've come I into that. I think he is too. <laughs> I, he, he's, he's, he's pretty doggone good. But just the fact that they go into Pittsburgh and win 30-7 to in a game that really was never even that close. I mean – it's, it's it's weird to say 30 to 7 and it could have been worse but it really could have been worse i don't know man just see and i love mike tomlin i mean i am just as big a mike tomlin fan as there is out there but just to see him shrug his shoulders a couple of times during that game and his head down man that that would again the result maybe not as much the score is what just surprised yeah. me 30 to 7 your thoughts on that game well, Pittsburgh's just not the same Pittsburgh from a personnel standpoint. And, uh, I mean, I think we just have to kind of realize that. But, yeah, no, San Francisco's for real. Okay. Uh, one of the, <laughs> my, my, my big, you know, was seeing the difference. Brian Dable, the Giants coach, was literally in denial about his team. And he was like, no, no, we're good. I'm not freaking out over this thing. Uh, whereas uh, Mike Tomlin's like, we got our teeth kicked in uh, today. <laughs> So it's literally, you know, uh, a tale of situations. two, a tale of two coaches. Right, right, right. It's two different locker rooms all the way around. But uh, look, I, I, 
San Francisco is so good, and I think we forget um, not only how good Brock Purdy was last year because, you know, he got hurt, um, but, man, for him to be in year two in this situation um, and for the organization to show confidence and not only give him the starting nod, but to to move on from someone like Trey Lance where they said, look, I guess we've made the wrong decision and we've got our quarterback, so – uh, he definitely answered the bell uh, nicely yesterday to win on the road. You know, and again, West Coast teams coming east. Uh, and again, you just expect Pittsburgh to to be, you know, that tough out. And they just weren't yesterday. So, But if we don't leave here and we don't talk about how awesome Tua <laughs> and, and Tyreek look, I'm going to be a little upset. You, though, you're not you're going to give Richard upset. Clark his moment tomorrow as yeah. a Cowboy fan. I feel like Dolphin fan deserves at least something. I don't know how the rest of the season goes. But at least let me enjoy today. Dude, I'm telling you, and uh, I've got – I think I told you this when we did a little fantasy football talk early in the year. I got as many shares of Tua as I could. I've got nine teams. He's a starting quarterback for three of my teams and backup quarterback on one of my teams, dude. So I have four shares altogether of Tua. And the three teams he started on, that son of a gun. Uh, now, the only bad news was one of the games that I had, I'm going to lose with Tua as a starter. You know why? Because the other guy had Tyreek Hill, okay? <laughs> yeah, dude, what a day. Crazy. No, 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 dude. That's where we were going next, man. And do we really okay. do only have a couple minutes left, and I do have to get Matt present at the top of the next hour. Yeah. So if we, we're not going to be able to do our customary go four or five minutes into uh, the second hour. But, dude, give me 30 seconds of just unbridled man love for Tua. Oh, I love it uh, <laughs> for him to show up and to make a statement, especially against the guy who's uh, he's going to be forever tied to and Justin Herbert, the two guys were drafted right beside each other. But it was a great duel. I mean, was this the 82 Dolphins-Chargers playoff game with Dan Fouts? No, I mean, it was it was wild. Uh, it was uh, it was super exciting um, and, uh, you know, good. I mean, obviously, dude, it was, uh, it was fantastic. So, hopefully, you know, the defense can figure some things out. But they came up with a good play, you know, right there at the end. But, uh, yeah, great, great way to start the season, man. And I'm, uh, you know, if Tua does this, I mean, he'll definitely be in the uh, – I, he'll, you know, he's he's the next guy up for the big contract, you know, and you don't think about him making, you know, Joe Burrow money, right? But I mean, what do you think if he plays like this all year? Can he make that kind of money? Ah, oh, dude, I if he can stay healthy, and I know, I mean, everybody goes back to you know when he got hit so hard last year and everything that happened from that point. But I'm telling you, dude. This is the tour that we thought he was going to be. Remember when he was in college yep. and everybody was trying to lose so they could get Tua? Dude, uh, he is special, man. And when he – okay, here you used the word asterisk earlier. Here we go again. If we use the big asterisk here, and if Tua can stay healthy, man, the sky's the limit for the Dolphins. Okay, I've got – before we get you out of here, I've got to, got to, got to talk. Uh, we got to get some NASCAR in here. Tyler Reddick punches his uh, ticket to the round of 12. And I had a chance to watch. I watched the last few laps of that race. I love the strategy that uh, America's driver, Joey Logano, and a couple others had there at the end. But it, just only going two tires instead of four tires turned out to be a bad idea. But Tyler Reddick surges to that victory. And, uh, man, uh, this is a, a, an exciting race yesterday. Your thoughts? Well, uh, full disclosure, uh, I was in full football mode. So I don't know what to tell you <laughs> other than – uh, Tyler Reddick sat in a room where Denny Hamlin, his owner, has won Kansas four times. Uh, Kurt Busch, who's still an advisor there, has won. Bubba Wallace has won there. Uh, I think he felt like he his time was due. 
I think it was big there. But think about the pressure, too. I, I, I was thinking about those guys on the back half, speaking of Bubba Wallace, guys like that, Michael McDowell, et cetera. One more race to go uh, before, uh, before you know, you're going to be out. Uh, so, I mean, the pressure is going to be on uh, this, this week. Uh, is it Bristol, I believe, too? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's oh, Bristol under the lights, isn't it? Yes, yes. Hold on, I'm pulling it up here just so I'm. <laughs> if, just if, so we're we're all right. Yeah, we're not sounding like we don't know what we're talking about. Because I mean, again, dude, I again, I, I watched a lot of football yesterday. Oh yeah, it's under a lot of Saturday night. In fact, it's a Saturday night race. Um, well, you know what they say, man. Saturday night's all right for fighting. <laughs> indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. Real quick, how New Bern do Friday night? New Bern, uh, boy, shutout win. Um, a 49 to nothing win on the road against Nightdale. Now setting up the conference schedule, they're going to take on the undefeated Havelock Rams, who uh, oh, beat oh, West oh, Craven oh, 20 to 13, to stay undefeated as well. So yes, Rams, Bears, all those state championships, county rivals, and it starts the conference schedule off this Friday night, 7 p.m. Uh, so looking forward to that, but uh, fantastic. Uh, fantastic uh, win on the road Friday night, and um, and again, it's not going to get any easier. But uh, uh, on the schedule, one of the biggest games of the year, uh, county rival and first conference game of the year, and another former uh, you know program with that state championship uh, uh, pedigree. So it's it's always special when Havelock and Newburn square off. Uh, where's it at? It is in Caruso Coast in Newburn. So the Bears will be at home. That is awesome. Well, listen, Mark Panicelli, thank you so much. I guess we, we at least touched on I wanted to get a little 9-11 talk from you, but obviously we're not going to be able to do that. But uh, just, dude, thank you so much for joining us here. We will. I will talk to you on Wednesday on the Home and Home. Absolutely. I will never forget, never forget September 11th. And uh, so always, always in my heart and uh, certainly – Certainly a, a, a day to, uh, to in, in great remembrance and, and sadness, but uh, for sure. But uh, always, always great to be with you. Thank Happy you, Monday, sir. You too. That's Martin Panicelli, 252 ESPN. Coming up, Matt Present from Appalachia State University.